Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. So you acquired all this stuff in 2020, 2021. Maybe yeah, folks, I started. Yeah, tell us okay. the story. Like some of the folks have never owned rental properties. Okay. Yeah, I started my invest my real estate investing two years ago at the start of the pandemic. Why did I even look into real estate in the first place? It's because I was a W-2 worker. I remember Trump passed the Tax Cut Jobs Act. We couldn't write off a lot. We weren't getting any more tax refunds. And I was wondering why this didn't make any sense. I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, like a lot of the investors did. And we said, oh, you need to do some businesses, invest in real estate, something along the lines with tax benefits. So long story short, COVID happened. This is when I first met you in your podcast. I remember you were talking about syndications at the time. And you said if your net worth wasn't less than, wasn't more than a million, then go find yourself an investment property. And that's where I was at, right? I was worth maybe like 400K at the time. One through turnkey companies and then just kept i did a cash out refi actually cash out refi for my primary home use that debt to just continue to buy turnkey investment property 100 to 150 thousand dollar ranges 20 percent down and just kept on expanding from there and yeah at this point i have 17 doors and four syndication deals wait so when we first connected net worth 400,000, how did it go up like almost a million in two or three years inflation we had all these properties went up like 40 50k some of them a hundred thousand just in equity so that's what boosted uh, my net worth and, uh, yeah because yeah you rolled that 2020 2021 wave and then you also yeah. saved i'm sure you saved two to three hundred thousand dollars just from your saving and correct your yeah stocks went up a little bit yeah now you have too much money and now you got to get rid of these <laughs> things these properties um, yeah but that's the thing it's all on paper right like now we got to go through here and sell all this stuff talk to me about what's going on here this 50 percent. like you bought it with a buddy or yep with a buddy when i first started off i did the first cash out refi took about three hundred thousand, and it afforded me four investment properties out of state in missouri ohio texas and then my buddy, who's also a registered nurse, a similar mindset, he wanted to get in on the deal. So I said, all right, let's go 50-50, down payments, and we'll split everything 50-50. And that, that way, I have 10, right now I have 10 conventional loans under my name. It was a way for me too, it benefited me because we were able to put some of those loans under his name so we can expand more and scale up. At the time, listening to podcasts and stuff like that, like people talked about owning 40 properties, 60 properties, but yeah, at some point it gets a little bit too much, especially with vacancies and evictions and the cost to turn over a tenant. It, it does eat away at the cash flow. So on paper, it looks like amazing. I'm a millionaire on paper, but nowhere near where I want to be. Yeah, I'm looking down your list here. It looks pretty higher end properties. Maybe they did inflate the prices a little bit, but you're probably like B class, definitely not C class properties. So. You probably do have a little yeah, bit class tenant profile yeah. here. What did you, so you were buying this as a buddy, like you got the loans in all your name. What was the deal? We split it. So I'll get one property, put it under my name, and then he'll get the other property, put it under his name, and we'll just go vice versa. Okay. Jeez, you guys are quite tight to the hip now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's my business partner. Yeah. He's my good buddy. He's my best friend. Yeah. 
So what does he say? Have I talked to this dude? No, not yet. Okay. Now, what I would do is I would sell all this stuff at a little discount to him and have him deal with this nonsense. Okay. Just keep the note in your name. Because, like, I mean, you bought... You haven't ran this stuff for very long. Like, how many evictions have you had? Only three, and that all happened in 2022. It only happened this year after the moratorium was lifted. So, only three. Okay. I would say out of three evictions, one of them is going to usually be, like, kind of gut punch. Like, five grand, ten grand. Like, a yeah. big trasher property that's been my run rate. So, you're due for a while. Yeah, yo, it, it happened. The one on number four... The property that I, so the 50% is with the partner and the one on top is what I own by myself. And yeah, that one on Peck, I'm going through, I just finished the eviction. It cost me about 15 grand to fix, just to renovate everything, change out the carpets, fix the ACs, mold, and just, yeah, whole shebang, 15,000 down the drain. Yeah. Okay. I'll just experience share here. Like I had about the same amount of properties and what I did is I put them up on that I'm not going to say the name, but there's a website out there with a lot of turnkey homes. And the great thing is that their buyers are really unsophisticated and dumb. So they just, you can just, you can, it's a great place for you to sell it. So you okay. can just put it up there with the tenant, with it tenanted. So that way you don't, okay. lose, you don't lose the cash flow. And then that way you're, okay. you're in a great position because you don't have to, you're not desperate to sell it. So what I would do it. If it, your partner wasn't involved, right, is I would throw yeah. them all up on there for a slightly higher price, maybe 5% over what you think you should get or what they, they're going to try and like arm wrestle you down so they can get their broker fees, of course. Yeah. That way they just sell off naturally because there's a sucker born every day that wants to buy turnkey rentals every day <laughs> and have them just naturally sell off. But like when one of these go vacant, that's your opportunity to put in 10, 15, 20 grand and rehab it and then sell it. Like this one, for example, the Caroline market value 135. And these are retail, right? Like you're, yeah. you've got like, Full price. you've got like crap amenities in here, right? Like tenant grade stuff right now. It ain't going to sell for this much. Okay. That's the hard thing about evaluating. And it's all beat up right now because you have tenants in there. So it's going to be right. at least 10 right. grand of repairs. But the idea is if this one went vacant, then you fix it up, you put whatever it takes, and then it's still a good market to sell, so it'll sell quickly. But you take it off of that investor website and you go, you find a local broker to sell at retail. And then, you know, it's real estate, you'll probably get lucky and you'll find like a, a sucker retail buyer who loves your property because you used the right granite countertops in there. <laughs> okay. I'm actually meeting with the agent tomorrow, the one on Terrace in Columbus, up top on number three. Yeah, that's the first one. Since it's mine solely, I want to sell that one off. Okay. Okay. But you the, don't, you don't, the thing is you don't want to take the tenant out of there. Okay. You know, if your agent can guarantee that this thing is going to sell in two months or less, fine. But we're already talking like September. By the time you get this thing on the market, it's Halloween and you don't want to be selling during that time of the year. Okay. Like, especially where we are in the calendar month. But even if it was like March right now, we're coming into the peak transaction period, I would still put it on the investor website, let it ride there and then just see what you get. And then that way you can be a little bit, you're still getting great cash flow from this stuff. 
in your, mm. but however you want to do it your agent's gonna try and trick you to sell it with him and it could that's the right. hard thing is you gotta it sits and he's gonna want to get the tenant out of there and then you're gonna cut your cash flow stream that's the situation you don't want to be in what i would do is i would go into that meeting and say either i get like some kind of guarantee that this guy's gonna sell this property with x amount now okay or just create the relationship now so that when I do have this thing on the website for three to six months and there's no action and it goes vacant then I can pass it off to him and he is going to manage my rehab for me do you have a contractor to do all this like your property manager the managers facilitate the contracting Lane is not a lawyer CPA but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.